0: True to our promise, we told Mrs. Harker everything which had passed, and although she grew snowy white at times, when danger had seemed to threaten her husband, and red at others when his devotion to her was manifested, she listened bravely and without comment. When we came to the part where Harker had rushed at the Count so recklessly, she clung to her husband's arm, and held it tight as though her clinging could protect him from any harm that might come. She said nothing, however, till the narration was all done, and matters had been brought up to the present time." Then, without letting go her husband's hand, she stood up amongst us and spoke. Oh that I could give any idea of the scene-of that sweet, sweet, good, good woman in all the radiant beauty of her youth and animation, with the red scar on her forehead of which she was conscious, and which we saw with grinding of our teeth, remembering whence and how it came-her loving kindness against our grim hate, her tender faith against all our fears and doubting, and we, knowing that so far as symbols went, She, with all her goodness and purity and faith, was outcast from God. Jonathan, she said, and the word sounded like music on her lips, it was so full of love and tenderness. Jonathan, dear, and you all my true, true friends, I want you to bear something in mind through all this dreadful time. I know that you must fight, that you must destroy, even as you destroyed the false Lucy, so that the true Lucy might live hereafter. But it is not a work of hate. That poor soul who has wrought all this misery is the saddest case of all. Just think what will be his joy when he, too, is destroyed in his worser part, that his better part may have spiritual immortality. You must be pitiful to him, too, though it may not hold your hands from his destruction. As she spoke I could see her husband's face darken and draw together, as though the passion in him were shriveling his being to its core. Instinctively the clasp on his wife's hand grew closer, till his knuckles looked white. She did not flinch from the pain which I knew she must have suffered, but looked at him with eyes that were more appealing than ever. As she stopped speaking, he leapt to his feet, almost tearing his hand from hers as he spoke. May God give him into my hand just for long enough to destroy that earthly life of him which we are aiming at. If beyond it I could send his soul forever and ever to burning hell, I would do it. Oh, hush!— Oh, hush, in the name of good God! Don't say such things, Jonathan, my husband, or you will crush me with fear and horror. Just think, my dear, I have been thinking all this long, long day of it, that, perhaps, some day, I too may need such pity, and that some other like you, and with equal cause for anger, may deny it me. Oh, my husband! My husband, indeed, I would pray, have spared you such a thought had there been another way but I pray that God may not have treasured your wild words except as the heartbroken wail of a very loving and sorely stricken man. O God, let these poor white hairs go in evidence of what he has suffered, who all his life has done no wrong, and on whom so many sorrows have come.